ambitious young people, University Life presents remarkable opportunities and challenges. The most fundamental of which is how to carve out their own path. Welcome to Uncharted, a podcast where pioneer alumni share how they have navigated making some of the most important decisions every university student faces. Uncharted, the Pioneer Alumni Podcast, is hosted and produced by alumni of the Pioneer Research Program, a virtual research institute for outstanding high school students. Widely respected for its high standards in selectivity and academic rigor, it is the only fully accredited and college credit-bearing online research program. In Pioneer, students work one-on-one with university professors in advanced study and research of a topic of their interest, ranging from physics to gender studies, culminating in a full-length undergraduate-level research paper. Since 2012, over 4,000 students from 71 countries and regions have completed the program and joined the Pioneer alumni community. This episode of Uncharted features Caroline, who conducted research at Pioneer in 2020 in cognitive science, interviewing Kay, who conducted research at Pioneer in international relations in 2015 and 2016. Kay graduated in 2021 from Davidson College, where she majored in political science and economics. Kay is originally from Guangzhou, China. And is currently working at Morningstar Inc. as a financial product specialist in Chicago. In this episode, Kay explores how Pioneer shaped her beyond her academic path and led her to choose the best fit liberal arts college community at Davidson College. She also shares why she, as a student who majored in the social sciences, decided to go into the finance industry and how she accomplished that. Kay's story. Is about finding one's own pace and lifestyle, something that many of us are still on our way pursuing. If you're interested in learning about different outlooks for a social science student working in finance, or hearing about the liberal arts community and career options after studying at a liberal arts college, this episode is for you. Welcome everyone to Uncharted. I'm your host Caroline, and I'm a first-year student studying social sciences at University College London. I was a pioneer scholar in 2020 with my research concentration in cognitive science, and my paper published in that year's Pioneer Research Journal. I'm here with our alumni, Kay, who is calling from Chicago. Kay, would you like to introduce yourself first? Thank you, thank you, Caroline, for hosting this podcast and for inviting me to this podcast series by Pioneer. My name is Kay. I currently work in Chicago at Morningstar. I went to Davidson College in North Carolina in the United States, and this is a liberal arts college. And I majored in political science and economics, so double majors. And currently, you know, just working full time. And one interesting thing about me is. I lived in France when I was in eighth grade. I lived in the United States in Ohio for a year when I was in elementary school. Being able to live abroad since I was pretty young、um, that really shaped my later choices of coming to the U.S. for college, as well as currently choosing to work in the U.S.
So that's a little bit about me. Wow. I love that international backgrounds. I've always wanted to um, live and travel to different places. Um, And you mentioned that you lived in France. So do you also speak French? Yeah. So uh, I do speak French, but I'm not that confident about it. It's been a while. So I'm kind of rusty. When I was in France, I went to an international school. So I wasn't really pushed too hard to come fully fluent in French uh, because I had a lot of friends who were actually from the U.S. and or other friends who were speaking English like they are really fluent in English Mm -hmm. so when you have that one easy option that you can lean on most people would just lean on the easier option rather than going the longer route so but looking back I really wish I took more advantage of that opportunity and really push myself harder and so to become more fluent in French. Um, but, you know, learning is a long process, so you can always put in more time and become yeah, more fluent definitely. in language. Yep. And French is a pretty difficult language to learn. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> French is not that easy. So, Yeah. Shall we start with your pioneer experience? Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. What's your research interest when you participated in pioneer? So when I was applying to participate in the Pioneer program, that was a long time ago, to be honest. (laughs) Um, But thinking back at that time, I was really interested just in any field in social science because my high school has a very strong curriculum that really emphasized uh, helping students explore their different academic interests. And I was in a group of friends who were really into social science. So I was kind of looking at international relations and also econ um, along those lines. And on the other hand, I was also kind of interested in media and communications in general, just because my dad has worked in the media industry since he started his career. So that's kind of like a family father influence. Um, So I kind of mixed all of my interests there and then I applied to several fields in the Pioneer program. Eventually, I ended up getting paired up with a professor and then kind of got assigned to the choice of international relations. So that's how I landed on my first Pioneer program. And the course was about European integration. Um, It was kind of interesting because it really linked back to my experience in France. Uh, Just when I was in France, I noticed that, you know, there are a lot of news about how there was the refugee crisis going on and even in my own you know routine in France I would you know go to school and then just go to go to you know a store on the on the street and then be able to see a lot of those um, people who looked really different from average European citizen Um, but then they're also trying to settle down in the new environment they're also trying to bring their families over. And I've also been hearing stories about their experiences, trying to get comfortable and get, uh, you know, really just getting used to the the way of life in Europe. Um, that isn't easy, especially since I was also kind of like a foreigner living abroad in a different country that wasn't my home country. So I really associated with those kind of stories, which sparked my interest in writing a paper on the European refugee crisis that really tied in well with the course that I was taking at Pioneer European Integration. 
So everything, everything kind of worked out pretty reasonably. So it was at the intersection of your high school curriculum, your friend group and family influence, and also your personal experience that mm-hmm. pushed you to choose the um, research interest in international relations. Yep. That's very cool. Um, how many times have you done Pioneer? So actually, I've done Pioneer twice, and I really think highly of the Pioneer program, which is exactly why I decided <laughs> to do Pioneer twice. Did you do um, international relations twice, or? So the second time I did Pioneer was in a different field, and I was lucky enough that I got paired up with a professor to be able to do research in communications. So mm-hmm. kind of like getting the best of both worlds, right? So I get to, on the one hand, I got to explore a topic in international relations. But then on the other hand, I also had the second opportunity with Pioneer where I got to accomplish my goal of exploring the academic interests I had in communications. So that worked out really well as well. That's a very fortunate experience to be able to both explore and also dive deeper into Um, the field that you already know that you're interested in. So do you think this um, dual experience shaped you in terms of your um, college major choice or how has the program in general changed you? Mm -hmm. So I guess the biggest takeaway that I got from Pioneer actually extended beyond academic learning that I accomplished. So Mm -hmm. To be honest, after one completed their pioneer studies, they probably can't remember everything that happened academically during that journey. (laughs) But for me, but for me, the biggest takeaway was definitely uh, how to manage your own project, and that's a actually a pretty long term project because it stretched from you know March of 2015 or 2016 through early July. So in that kind of a longer time span, how do you divide up your time and make sure you manage the entire program well enough so that, you know, at each, uh, at a certain point, you would set goals for yourself and then you have to reach that checkpoint throughout the process and be able to achieve your final goal of completing the course, but also writing your entire research paper in the field of your choice. So I think the task management side of being able to experience the journey and then manage the entire project yourself is actually a pretty good accomplishment alongside of academic findings or uh, being able to develop my academic interests. Right, totally. Like the soft skill aspect of the program was more transferable and um definitely is another plus of the entire pioneer experience. So could you tell us more about your um, academic choices in college and whether your pioneer research shaped that choice in any way? So pioneer definitely shaped my college choice because after participating in the pioneer program twice, I realized that I really cherish being able to establish close connections with my professors Mm. and have them as my mentors, not just in terms of academics, but also in terms of how to manage the entire project for myself. So I really enjoyed that type of guidance. And as I was choosing, uh, making my college choice, 
I realized that a place like Davidson College would offer me that kind of one-on-one -on -one attention and one-on-one -on -one guidance with any of the professors that I may have uh, encountered during my academic journey at Davidson. So that aspect of Pioneer, being able to closely connect with your professors and have them as your mentors, influenced my choice of going to Davidson College, that is choosing a liberal arts college rather than going to like a bigger university. But then in terms of my majors, it's pretty obvious that I continued my interest in social science and more specifically in both economics and political science. Those two fields go pretty well together anyway. So when I was declaring my major, I thought, you know, why not just declare the two of them? Because <laughs> you definitely see themes that are appearing in both fields and they're very closely connected. So as you're studying a course in economics, you will definitely see patterns or you will think about questions that are also relevant in another class that you're taking for political science. So I thought it was a very good idea to mix the two of them and then kind of just continue to push myself and learn aspects of economics and political science. That's kind of like a continuation of my experience in Pioneer while studying international relations. Right. Out of curiosity, could you share one of your favorite courses um, over your Davidson experience? Okay. Uh, that's a very interesting question. So uh, because I have taken a lot of good courses at Davidson, which I'm really grateful for. So if I had to choose one or two favorite classes, I would definitely say on the econ side, I was kind of really interested in accounting, which was a pretty surprising thing because yeah. I didn't expect, like people wouldn't expect a, an individual to be patient enough to deal with all the details that my intel, if you're trying to like put together a balance sheet or trying to do calculations. and I know I wouldn't. Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So people would be intimidated by the, the amount of details that are involved in all sorts of accounting procedures. But I personally really loved accounting. At Davidson College, we only have three classes in accounting and I took all three of them during my wow. four years at Davidson so that shows that shows you how interested I was in accounting yeah. uh, but then if we think about it I'm personally a very organized individual so I like putting things in order and I like things if they're really structured and clear so mm -hmm. accounting if you think about it it's just a way of organizing information and then making information flow through different parts of, you know, the balance sheet or the financial statements and then have a full story of how well a company is doing, as well as in what aspects can it improve potentially. So I think of accounting kind of like organizing information and then putting them into designated structures that made sense to financial professionals in that aspect of it I really kind of fell in love with the the structure so that's one that's one class that really left a deep impression on me or should I say three classes because there were <laughs> classes that I took um, on the other hand for political science um, pretty interestingly uh, I really fell in love with two classes or actually three in total um, but then two that are more advanced they're in actually in law. So Ooh. even though in the United States, you don't 
do a law degree necessarily in undergrad. Uh, some universities do offer some law-related classes. So the two classes that I really liked in political science during my time at Davidson, there were a great introduction to, you know, how the legal system works in the U.S. and what are some of the key issues that are being discussed. Uh, so during those two classes, we would read actual cases that happened in the past. And then we had to also read through the, the judgments given by the court. And then as, mm -hmm. as students, we would have to reason through the different points given in those rule rulings and then kind of think through, okay, if we were in the shoes of the judge, how would we make decisions on the facts of the case? So it was very interesting to be able to wow. be exposed to that kind of content, but also be able to think about, oh, those are the, the issues that are deserving of attention, and then they could potentially be very important for everyone's choices in our daily lives. So I really enjoyed those classes as well. That's very interesting because they're not the typical classes I would expect from right. um, econ and political science, but yes. that also shows like how you get to explore different areas within the social sciences and finding yourself um, in love with something that you might have not expected before. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that, that was pretty amazing. And on that note, I really encourage those of you out there who are still thinking about college or have already become a student at college, just feel free to explore your interest a little further, like stretch your interest a little further than you would expect. You may end up falling in love with things that you've never heard of before or you've never or concepts that you've never interacted with before. So that kind of exploring is definitely really strongly encouraged, especially during your college years. Thank you. Thank you for that. And as a first year, I can definitely resonate and learn from that as well. So apart from this exploration, what other things would you say that you really enjoyed and you would consider as some of the highlight moments from your Davidson experience? Mm -hmm. So if I think about my four years at Davidson, I would say there are three points to mention as highlights. One of them was the Davidson on Wall Street program that our school offers. So basically, as a sophomore or so second year in college at Davidson, you can apply to become this quick three-day program, three, four-day program. And then there were a total of 10 of us. We were taken to New York and we were visiting companies on Wall Street so we were also speaking with Davidson alumni who were working in those companies and then learning about how they made their way to the companies they currently work for based on their experiences at Davidson as well as their other educational experiences. So being able to actually go to New York and have everything paid off, obviously, that's also a big, <laughs> big highlight there. Uh, it's not every day you get to just be on Wall Street and listen to all the amazing stories of your alumni. So that was yeah. definitely very exciting and also eye-opening because if you did go to or if you 
choose a liberal arts college, you most likely will not be in a big city setting. So being able to step out of your daily bubble of a liberal arts college, a very small town feel vibe, that's definitely a very big change. And just thinking about, okay, in a few years, I would have to consider maybe a potential career that I would be interested in. So being able to establish those early connections with alumni who are working in industries you're interested in, that's something that uh, one should be on the lookout for if you're a college student who is thinking about starting a full-time job after you graduate from college. So that's one highlight that I had. The other two are kind of a little more personal. So the second one that I wanted to say was uh, at, at Davidson, international students are encouraged to apply for a program called the Host Family Program. I applied to that program before I even started out at Davidson. So I was matched with a local family who lived like 15 minutes away from campus. And they were the nicest family that, that I, I've never ever known. So they were very caring and they always checked in on me. And then they were very supportive throughout the four years of my time at Davidson. I even came back, went back to North Carolina to visit them after coming to Chicago to work. So uh, that was a very that special connection me. that I that I gained from being able to attend Davidson and then getting to know that host family. Um, and then thirdly and lastly, I really think that the pandemic played a big role or big part of that was a big part of my college experience. So I, I remember like everything was very chaotic at first uh, when we all had to kind of be dismissed from school and then had to take classes remotely starting uh, March of 2020. Um, but I was one of those who, you know, I was an international student. So there were a couple of us who didn't really choose to go home or go back to their our home countries. Those of us who stayed on campus, our school really took good care of us. Like they continue to provide us with the room and board, as well as good meals at the cafeteria. So those, I'm pretty sure that they didn't have any plans of how to take care of students in a pandemic situation, because this is all news to us back then. But then I really appreciate the fact that our school did a really great job of caring about those of us who can't really go home easily and then provided us with great resources to still thrive at school, even though we are far away from home. These are three quite distinctive and quite personal highlights, especially I do resonate with the second highlight you mentioned about the host family, because I personally, I also have um, family friends. They used to be the host family of my mom mm -hmm. when she was uh, teaching Mandarin in the United States. Um, and we kept in touch for over a decade. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah, so they are really like my family it was really interesting to hear about the wall street experience mm -hmm. do you think that also influenced your career choice because it's not entirely in the social sciences yeah yeah definitely so i was quite amazed by the rhythm in which people talk and work on wall street everything kind of just like flows very mm -hmm. smoothly and very quickly 
So that is definitely something one wants to pay attention to, like what kind of rhythm or what would be the ideal work environment that you want to, or you see yourself in a couple of years away after uh, graduating from college. So I got the impression that I was pretty attracted to the fast-paced, you know, city life kind of vibe. And also personally, I'm from a big city in China. So I was kind of looking forward to uh, finish enjoying my time in a bubble in a small town, Davidson, North Carolina, but then move on to a bigger city. So here I am in Chicago, big city, very cold, but definitely city, <laughs> yeah. city vibes. Um, so that's definitely something to think of where you would want to be in after college. So feel free to make a bolder choice in terms of, you know, switching up your environment a little bit. So if you were like me and you're attending a small town school, then don't be afraid to get into a bigger place because you will meet a lot of people and then you will get exposed to a lot more elements that you've never been introduced to while you were attending a small town school. So would you consider this because you're switching between not only uh, physical places, but also switching between fields. So would you consider um, this as a temporary choice that you just want to challenge yourself and try it out? Or would you consider this as a long-term plan? Like, how are you enjoying your experience mm-hmm. so far? Um, so I'm glad that you mentioned the long-term plan. Uh, it's pretty interesting because if you think about or if you look around people who are our age or close to our age, like our peer group, mm-hmm. it's ca- kind of hard to say that this generation of people are going to display similar career choices compared to, let's say, our parents' generation, right? Because if you look at our parents' generation, most of them probably stayed in the same industry for years after years. And then right. they never really thought about the opportunity of switching from one industry to another one. But then if you looked at our own peer group, right now there are a lot of opportunities out there. You can feel free to explore different fields and different industries if you have the courage to do so, right? So if you majored in one thing, but then you're interested in, in another field, feel free to do so if you can make the case, right? If you can make a story for yourself and explain why the other field is more interesting to you and how the skills that you've developed in your major or college academic fields can help you or can smoothly transfer over into your new career field. If you can make that story and make it sound reasonable and appealing, then go for it because that just indicates you're ready to stretch across fields and be a little more bold in the choices that you make. So to answer your question, I definitely don't think that being in the finance industry is like the end of all plans for me. I definitely am open to other opportunities, and I'm also in the stage of still kind of exploring my interests and then seeing where I would want to be in let's say three to five years so I think that's more of a question that can be continuously asked and then (laughs) continuously answered with new choices so I'm very open to opportunities and I would encourage you to do the same 
I love your answer. I'm also very curious about making the case. So, what was your story when you switched from、um, studying social sciences in undergrad to working in the finance industry? So, I think what's really valued by the company that I currently work for, Morningstar,、um, we really are hoping to get people who are open-minded and who are. Brave enough to step out of their normal box and then kind of just explore the other options that are available in their environment. So, because we're very welcoming to new ideas and we're very encouraging of executing those new ideas,、um, it wasn't that hard to make a case, even though I wasn't necessarily from a traditional finance background. And if I looked around. Actually, a lot of my colleagues, they didn't even major in econ, so they came from a very different background. They could have majored in biology, they could have majored in chemistry, engineering, or history, and with no background in finance. However, they're still doing the same job that I'm doing, to where we're working to support this financial product, and we're all doing a very good job because we're open-minded enough, and we're more open to. Learning new things, so it's really about learning on the job. You don't have to know everything going into your job, but if you have the attitude and have the ability to learn and show your employer that you have the potential to excel in the position that you're applying for, then that essentially completes your story, and it is a very convincing story too. I mean, this sounds like a very welcoming. Work environment that I、mm-hmm. even even I want to yeah. check it out. Yeah,、uh, pretty awesome. Um, that it that sounds really awesome. Could you also elaborate a little bit on your current responsibilities for those who don't know much about the finance industry? Hmm. So currently, we are、uh, people who are like me who recently graduated from college.、Uh, we are in this program called Morningstar Development Program. And essentially, this is a like a two-year program where you get to kind of rotate on different positions and be on different teams, so that you can work on different projects and kind of get a feel of what exactly which field or which sub section within finance are you hoping to further pursue as you continue your career. So the very first position that you, one would get after getting into this program is to be on product support. And then to learn the product very thoroughly and be able to work with clients directly. So currently, my responsibilities include we're in- interacting with clients directly and then helping them with any questions they might have as they are using different parts of our fin- financial product. So these opportunities of directly working with clients is definitely first intimidating, but then also meaningfully challenging because you can quickly. Learn the product, learn the ins and outs of of the product, but also develop communication skills and professional skills that would help you further advance your career. So, in terms of my responsibilities, I really learned a lot from the product, but also learning how to interact with our clients, be able to help them in the best way that we can. Also, think about how to manage a product, right? So they're. A lot of ways in which you can expand the product and also improve the product, but how do you prioritize different clients' needs and be able to make a 
reasonable story out of whichever enhancements or improvements or expansions you make for your product. So very, it's a mix of a lot of things. And then definitely I am still in the earlier stage of developing this career and thinking about this position, thinking about what I'm getting out of this position. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'm very grateful that it's challenging enough, exciting enough, and there are enough changes involved in it that can push me grow in those directions. I'm so happy for you. This um, development program with rotation on different rows um, and different departments sounds really amazing and rewarding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I was also wondering whether the skills that you're practicing right now um, ties back into your internship experiences in college. Yeah, for sure. So I think uh, during college, I was lucky enough to do three internships at three different companies. Those settings are actually very different. So I was doing auditing, then I was interning at a law firm. And then lastly, I, I was interning at a pension company. So two of those are very closely related to finance, which really explains why I am currently working in another company that is very mm-hmm. finance oriented and finance heavy. Um, in terms of why I interned at a law firm, I was simply trying to continue my interest in the, or the impression that I have Uh, had received from taking two, three law classes or law-related classes back in Davidson. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was more like trying to, I was trying to help myself answer the question of, do I want to go to law school and what would things look like after law school? So being able to intern at a law firm kind of helped me talk to people who went through all of that and then kind of get their understanding of how that path of pursuing law would look like. Uh, Eventually, I kind of tilted away from that path because uh, it was kind of late to start out going to law school because eventually I'm hoping to go back to China to work. So it's kind of hard to transition from, let's say, getting a law degree in the U.S., but then going back to China to work because the systems are different and then there are other details involved. So eventually I decided to pivot away from that choice. But then looking at my current position and then thinking about the internships I did in auditing and also in the pension company, I really think it's a pretty smooth connection. There is a pretty smooth connection between all three of those, uh, all three of those elements. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting to be able to continue to explore some of the topics that I had been exposed to when I was interning, um, you know, several summers ago, but then also be able to learn more about finance in general and that kind of knowledge, the the things that you will learn during your time on a job is very different from how you would learn those uh, types of knowledge when you're actually at school. So that's another thing that I would really like to point out for everyone is If you are learning about something at school, but then you are probably finding it too dry, then feel free to step out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself with other materials that are more related to the real world scenarios, right? So if you're learning about 
let's say you're learning, taking a, an accounting class and you're kind of bored because it's very dry, like the content is very dry and structured, you're kind of feeling like you're being confined in a box, then go challenge yourself by doing an internship that's kind of related to accounting and see if you really like it or if you really dislike it. Either way, you're just trying to explore a field in a different environment and being in a different environment will help you get a better understanding of how you really feel about that field. I think that's a great mentality to have, um, not only for students. I feel like what you talked about before, even when you've already entered um, a professional field, it's also worth trying to keep on exploring and keeping an open mind. So how would you compare your different internship experiences and Actually, maybe you could start from talking about how you access the opportunities, how you reached out, um, and how you decided, like, which opportunity to actually take on. So all three of those internships, I would be honest, like, they're not easy to find, especially coming from a, a liberal arts college background. And to, to those of you out there who are attending liberal arts colleges, I would really encourage you to start your internship hunt early. And also don't be afraid to reach out to your alumni for help. Reach out for uh, your peers, for resources and advice on how you should go about searching for your internships. And then also start early, start planning early, just so you can line up the experiences you have on your resume. And then eventually you can make a good story for a potential job that you want to apply to later on after college. So to be very honest, those internships are kind of, I was kind of relying on some personal connections. And also you will notice that all all of my internships happened in China. So it wasn't that easy finding an internship as an international student in the U.S. or uh, in someone else's case, maybe in another country in the world. So don't be afraid to consider or be more open to options that you have or resources that you have back home because the knowledge and the career-oriented experiences you can get at home, even though it might be different from the country where you're attending school in, um, it could be also valuable to be back at home and then explore what are the career options you have in your home country. And in terms of Um, How I landed on the three internships, I think they're definitely different. They each had a different pace to it. So the auditing or uh, assurance internship that I first had, it was more about doing hands-on work for clients. And I even had to travel a little bit in China to be able to be at a client's company and do the auditing from their company. So this is how it works in the auditing industry um, if you are open to travel, then and if that's your lifestyle, then you would probably enjoy it. But then if you're someone who doesn't really want to travel too much for work, then you would probably be a little intimidated by how much you have to travel and how, how far away you have to be from home. So my point is just think about the lifestyle that you're hoping to have when you're making your career choices. So it's not just about the work or the tasks that you're doing. It's more about a comprehensive choice that you're making for yourself. You're choosing your lifestyle, essentially, because your work hours will consist of 
a, a long time in your life, right? So mm-hmm. if you want to balance your other elements in life against your your work, then be sure to choose a work style that is more in line with your lifestyle. That's a great piece of advice. Just a quick question for clarification. You mentioned starting early. So what's what does your timeline look like? Like when did you do these internships? So I think if you talk about timeline, we would have to think about the whole picture. So including when do you declare your majors and what classes do you have to take in order to count towards those majors? And then by what time do you have to be ready to be able to, to apply for your first internship? Normally, people would say that the summer that's before senior year of college, that summer, mm-hmm. you have to have your dream internship, ideally, because that internship can easily turn into a full-time offer. So that's right. kind of like a return offer. So people really emphasize a lot of the summer of between your junior and senior year. I would also like to emphasize the summer that you have between your freshman and sophomore year, or first year and second year, in other words, because that's essentially the first opportunity for you to land on a summer internship. You can explore one field or maybe two that you're interested in outside of your curricular boundaries. So I would encourage you to... Uh, Maybe ideally by the end of your first semester in college, you would have had a good understanding of how things flow in college and also have a very clear idea of what major or majors do you want to choose and then declare your majors. And then in the second semester of your first year of college, just start thinking about that first internship you're hoping to get, right? So start networking with alumni and also Currently, a lot of companies, they offer a lot of pre or like prep programs, kind of like that. So they would, um, you know, maybe host a conference somewhere in the summer and they open that application to, uh, they target applications for those conferences or activities to people who are in their first or second years of college. So I encourage you to explore those conference or program early program opportunities so that you can inter- start interacting with those big named companies and then just kind of step put a foot forward and then just put yourself out there and then that would naturally become a good connection that you can rely on if you were to apply for an internship with the company during your junior summer these are all really practical and helpful advice. And as a first-year student, I'm already feeling stressed <laughs> because I do have a lot of work to do um, in terms yes, yes. of looking for opportunities. Um, another question regarding internship experience, because it sounds like it's quite a lot of dedication in terms of time management and mm-hmm. um, balance of life um how do you manage that so i'm not sure about how to balance life because everyone's lifestyles can be a little different right but in terms of time management i would personally i like to just list everything down and then just write down my entire timeline so um if it's a longer term timeline then 
maybe the checkpoints that I set in between are not as fixed. So maybe I would allow myself some room in terms of making adjustments during the process. But then if I were planning one month's time and then mapping out what I need to get done in that one month, then maybe I would be a little more fixed and I would push myself a little harder in terms of achieving which goals at what time during that month. So if you are a planner like me, or if you want to be organized and manage your time more wisely, then I think the very first step you should start doing is to start mapping out your timeline and then just thinking to yourself, what do I need to get done by when? Because essentially, if you have that schedule mapped out, I would say you're 50% done in terms of completing those tasks because planning it out really allows you to think about the whole picture. And then as you think about what are the things you need to prioritize on, it becomes more evident to you what are the things that are truly important to you, right? So whether that's academic activities or uh, extracurricular activities, if you map it out, then you're essentially thinking about how much weight are you assigning to each of those elements. Thank you for all of that. So before we close, there's just a brief, quick question round, which I will ask some casual questions about um, your college experience. Don't overthink. Okay. And it will just be a lightning round. So this question should be interesting. What's something you learned during college that you wish you had known before? Mm, I learned that sometimes things don't go the way you want them to go and you have to always come up, quickly come up with a plan B. So be flexible and be expecting of those changes and then don't really stress about it. Just come and handle them as they as they go. What's something you had a false impression of about college life? Uh, I thought it was going to be easy and fun. (laughs) Definitely, it's challenging. It has its downs and ups. But then it's if you look back on it, everything is just meant to happen. And, you know, you're just trying to get your best impression of what happened. So I think what matters more is how you interpret why things happen and how things happen and just don't just don't rely on uh don't rely too much on others other people's opinion because their stories or their experiences may or may not apply to your situation but still be open to hearing other people's stories and then find how one story should be should work out for yourself If you could go back to your freshman year of college, what advice would you give yourself? Um, Be a little more open-minded in terms of choosing my majors because going into college and attending Davidson, I kind of already knew that I was going to be econ and political science majors. Um, But I've seen other people do a lot more creative things with their major choosing decisions. So if I were to term time around and then try to make the decision again, I would probably encourage myself to be a little more brave in choosing my majors. And what was something that you thought other people did was really cool, but you didn't do? Uh, I thought it was really cool to intern at a big named company and intern in investment banking. I didn't do that. 
and it's probably challenging to get such an internship. If you're going to a liberal arts school, and then you're an international student. Um, but if you do have the opportunity to do investment banking and you think it's really cool, then do it in college because that's kind of like the dream checkbox that a lot of finance slash econ students have on their list. I think this will be a good question to close. Um, so use one sentence to describe your current life philosophy. Life philosophy. Um, let me think. The other day I was chatting with my colleague and then I just kind of naturally said that the best plan is plan B. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I came up with that. I love that. <laughs> but we were just like, we were kind of having the situation where we had to make a change kind of out of the blue, just so we accommodate uh, some elements into this project. But I kind of just just said the best plan is plan B. So I wouldn't encourage people to not, not make plans because it's always meaningful to make plans, but just be on the lookout for factors that might entirely turn over your plan. And then you have to have the patience to analyze the situation again and start over with plan B. I really love that. And this will be the end of our podcast. Thank you so much again, Kay, for your story. I'm sure yeah. it was very inspiring. Thanks, Caroline. It's been fun answering those questions and actually making me reflect a little more on the past few years of my life. So thank you and thank Pioneer <laughs> for this opportunity. And I wish you all of you the best in your college years. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Uncharted. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please feel free to leave a review and don't forget to follow us at pioneer underscore academics and scholars of pioneer on Instagram. See you next time.